Hey, I'm Pappy. And I'm Adam Willis. Rick Olive. Just Johnny. Daphne Dumore. And this is the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Uh, 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 I'm feeling every time. Pop with me. Pop with me. Uh, man. I didn't say boogaloo, brother. I said bop. You know what? Sorry. Sorry, I lost my head. I apologize. Rick, I'm sorry. That's a first, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WMF. I am Pat B. To the side of me, my partner in rhyme. Yo, my man, we restarting the two live crew. Because yeah. needed they'll, it. They'll call, yeah, yeah. call one black, one Jew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about, about Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How are we doing, Patrice? I'm doing okay, man. See you my friend. Know. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I'm doing as well as can be expected. Right. I'm recovering from a slight fever. Uh huh. Yep. Um, you they, look well, though. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's all uh, it's all tucked in specs. Sure. All right. So on the side of me, right here, the man looking extra serious, quiet, and focused. <laughs> the silent <laughs> but deadly. Just Johnny. Yep. <laughs> of course, over there, the man you know him, you love him because he's never here. Yep. So it's like <laughs> the absence, ghost. Makes, absence makes the heart go. But it is a treat when he is actually. Hats off to you, bro. I, I don't know what the I hell that means. The blackest white man you, I ever man. met in my life. He actually you know, kind of ruined it. The Rick. back of your head over there, ravishing Rick Olive. How you doing, guys? The yeah, ravishing has man. returned. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here, brother. All right, I'm man. Of course, keeping us sounding sexy, crisp, and delicious. Of course, over there is Tiger Bomb Tom. A... I like that though. <laughs> Did that take you all week to come over there? Yeah, was good. Well, not, not knock it off. And of course, in house, our it's supposed to be yes. good for you, but it burns when I you were really I know they love that term, but no, about to tell us some good stuff. None other than Daphne Dumo. Hi. Hola. Hola. Daphne, thank you for joining us. No problem. I am super happy to be here. Oh, well, spectacular. Daphne's going to give us the inside information a little later on in the show about. Um, now, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, like, gag me with a spoon. So the full title is <laughs> Totally Awesome, Gag Me With a Spoon, 80s Burlesque Show. I can't get all that one breath. You're trying 80s to kill me. 80s Burlesque. Nice, 80s. Yes. All right. You so. didn't tell me that. <laughs> yes, 80s. That right. sounds so, great. So, so totally awesome. No. You gotta be wired. I'm so I'm, I'm high, I, like, I, can, I, can, I can only do so much with this voice. Pretend you have a great credit score as you say it, and oh that'll God. make. There you go. <laughs> totally Speak awesome. There confidence. you go. See, there you go. Rocket. There you go. All right. Just, the I frat know. came over, destroyed my parents' house. Bogus. <laughs> yeah. Want to channel Take my, my Rolls Johnny. Royce to drive your girlfriend home. That's the eighties for me. All right, we getting off track. Like I said, we have an awesome show. Daffy not only has that one show, but also. I have Psych, A Lift Journey, a burlesque circus and storytelling show about psychological disorders. And I really want to get into that one, too. It's some deep stuff you told me on the roster. Yes, very deep. All right, so we'll get to that in just a little bit. We also have a review for Mother Gunship, a game that lets you uh, Frankenstein your own guns together. Because what's more American than uh, gluing a gun to another gun, to a bigger gun, to make a uh, three times bigger gun? and then Shooting shooting a high school kid. Hashtag America. That, too. I'm just, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting for the DLC. Oh, Can you shoot high school kids with high school kids? Because that'd be pretty American. And then that's, have that's like American flags like following them after every shot. That is wow. very American. All right, I'm going to let you all take the reins on that. There's no uh, way I can make that funny. That's fall all right, also life. we're talking Father of the Year. It's the new uh, movie out from, um, the new Netflix picture mm. out from Happy Madison Studio. Mm. Speaking mm. of not funny. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. All right. And I got to check out the first Purge, man. Mm. I'm excited to get this one out. Because the Purge movies are an anomaly. They started off terrible and they've been working their way uh, up the ladder of uh, quality. To the point yeah. where they needed an origin story, right? Mm, maybe. 
Yeah. Because uh, we don't know if it's good or bad yet. I'll have the inside info on that in just a little bit. Well, they still needed it. Do they need to go on after this? Is the, uh, well, the yeah, that's a dangerous question. Because think about it. Think about it. Think about it this way. Okay. Tremors got an origin story. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Tremors. Okay. So many years later. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Fine. You want to keep it in perspective? Sharknado got an origin story. Okay. <laughs> so they're there. All right. Yeah. Choke yeah, on that, right, sir. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. All right, but no, no, let's jump right into it because Derek. Yeah, man. My man. Yeah. The olive oil himself. The refused stoner, man. All right, the oiliest the oily olive Blood oils. Clot. Uh, you got to play Mother <laughs> Gunship. Great. Okay, now give us the inside info. What is Mother Gunship about? So Mother Gunship is uh, a roguelike FPF shooter, uh, first-person shooter uh, from the developer's uh, Digital Grip. Mm-hmm. Um, the game came out in, like, I want to say July 18th. It was released. Of this year? Um, this year. 2018. And um, I know you told me you got to preview it early on. In I PAX. got to play. I got to play it at PAX a little before everyone else, and I got demolished. <laughs> I loved PAX this year. Finished, so debacled. I believe it. All right. Uh, the game is difficult, so um, I'm not going to sit here <laughs> yeah, and tell you that. So when you pick it up, you're not going to. So when he when he right professed when he prophesied to you that he just got demolished, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, and he probably had access to a, an early version of it, so he probably got like you know slapped up and all the the, the good mm-hmm. goodies mm-hmm. that I couldn't get to just yet. Yeah, but it does nothing when there's just bullets flying at your face. Exactly. And I'm just like, why can't I stay alive? Why don't you die? And I think that's this the appeal of extra the game. hard zone. He's like, this is the training area. So I don't know what's possible to die. Appeal of the game, See, though, that's like, enough to deter me from playing the game ever again. Agreed. No, no, actually, it, it drives you. It depends on the, if you're a gamer and you like it. Yeah, it's good. the grind is great. You're right. If you I'm like saying like that there's people that certainly do like like I gotta get a buff. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Add, uh, I got uh, Rick. I can't reach him. Can you put his hand on hand on his shoulder? Believe in yourself, sir. Believe in yourself. <laughs> so um, sure to so surmise sad. everything in one one quick short because the game doesn't really have a strong story. The game is actually pretty straightforward mm-hmm. and it has a very much of a Star Fox presentation when it comes to telling the story. Really? Uh, you know how Star Fox had those radio signals yep. and you would see and their characters actually uh, were like animals like frogs and kernels and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Um, the narration of the story was um, it, it lackluster on my end. I mean, Wait, so there I've is an actual story because when there I played, it was, there was no story. It's just you're in this place. There's bullets, there's guns. I think it just added that brief flair, and it felt rushed too. Like the story felt a little rushed. I mean, honestly, the some uh, the premise of the game, you play, you're the, you're the last line of defense on Earth. Um, there's a sentient uh, race of robots that are uh, uh, setting an invasion, mm-hmm. and they all controlled by the mother gunship, which is this one massive ship, kind of like the Borg. Right. If you want to like oh, it, see, to they, now you put it in perspective. Now yeah, perspective. yeah, I get that now too. I actually so kind of like the it truck now. Reference, I was like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, dude, uh, light bulb went off, man. Like Don't underestimate. Too, you know. Yeah, I was thinking that too yeah. when you said the mother exactly. gunship controls all, mm. all of the other. It has that like, looming like feel like of the Independence Day ship. Right, so it definitely, right, right, um, right. that part was great. So, uh, so how long did it take before you got your ass handed to you? I got my off off the bat because I had to get adjusted to the way the gameplay mechanics were. But long story, before I move on, like I just want to describe how like you interface with the game, basically. Yeah, you, have honest, a, you have a map mm-hmm. um, it's a galactic map mm-hmm. and um, you ba- they basically randomly generate ships as you can see it's like up on the screen now so the ship will randomly generate and that's like a level yep. you jump in you run through different rooms every time you clear a room there's like you know a piece of the story which is very lackluster which is why I didn't like the game a little bit <laughs> because it just felt like they just layered the story on top of the load time alright so, just hold on a pause real quick um, just for our uh, listeners watch uh, listening on WMFRadio.com yep. if you also want to watch us on uh, the Facebook live feed the WMF Radio uh, 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 Facebook page is showing uh, the um, the uh, gameplay right now it's of uh, Mother Gunship you can actually see it for yourself so as you progress, as you can see the game, it's actually showing you exactly what's happening. You progress 
through each room. Mm-hmm. Um, each room gets a little bit difficult, um, and obviously as you progress through the game and get to different ships, the, the levels get harder. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about maybe six, seven rooms before you get to the boss of each ship that you you know climb on as a mission. It's like, it's like a Mega Man setup? It's Essentially, like a yes. The bo- much. It, it, I wouldn't call it a dungeon crawler either, man. It doesn't feel like that. It's, it's, it's very rogue. Um, and, the, and, and, and everything is, like, in dungeon crawlers have, like, um, this type of uh, uh, goal. There's a goal in the dungeon crawler when oh, I play so a dungeon this has crawler. No goal. This really doesn't have a goal. What, what makes this game awesome, and I just want to, you know, make it very clear, yeah. you get to customize your own weapon. Now, when I tell you you customize your own weapon, you get to make probably any iteration that you could possibly think of. Just think of yourself as an architect for a destruction of mass. Just mass destruction, because you just literally get to do build your weapon how you please. Well, you see, can either take the pre-generated ones that the, the story will give you as you progress, mm-hmm. or you can take the time, grind, because every time you finish a boss, you get a token. And then every time you um, level up, you get a token, and you use these tokens to either expand your recharge meter, your mm-hmm. health bar, and then, or you can buy connector pieces for your guns. And every time you complete a boss or a mission, you you lock that you own that now. So pretty much um, it's like American Legos. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best. <laughs> kudos, kudos, madam. Um, it literally is America America Legos. You mentioned you mentioned the recharge meter. That's one yeah. mechanic that I thought was actually pretty interesting. Uh, Tom, we're getting something going on with the headphone uh, sound. Can you check that real quick? Um, you mentioned the recharge meter. That's yeah. something I thought was really interesting when I checked it out. Uh, because everyone thinks I can build this huge gun and I have just like bullets out the walls. Oh, no. And no, the more like barrels you add, the more ammo you can yep. you uh, you add to your arsenal and stuff. Um, it it depletes your recharge yeah. faster, and, there, and, and, and there, it takes time. And there and there lies the replayability of the game. Like you you know, it's very difficult to recharge as fast as you can. And essentially, um, I say you balance off. I was I took the path of um, bringing one token to buy a recharge meter so I can recharge my uh, my energy during gunfights and mm-hmm. then I, the next token I would buy a part to add mm-hmm. to my gun layer. So I, I'm about halfway through the game at this point. So I have a pretty pretty much balanced thing. But the customization of the guns is awesome bro because you can literally create something that's like a trifecta um, swivel. You attach it to a connector piece and then you can add something that shoots out a, a machine gun, bullets, uh, a grenade launcher, and a missile launcher and it just spins. And it constantly spins. And you also have melee yeah, with your fist, so you can detach ridiculous. one gun from one hand, and then use your gun, use your other hand as a punch. And when you punch, um, it's like a kinetic force thing that comes out. It's pretty cool. Um, I feel like this is like a five-year-old boy's like wet dream. Aggravated me though was a melee attack with the weapon. Like mm. I'm so used to playing FPSs, I play FPS all my life, yeah. and I'm so used to hitting the click stick, and I'm hitting somebody with an elbow with a gun. I get nothing. Yeah, so that made the game extremely difficult. Because well, as like you progress to the level, the gun, because as you progress like to the level, not only are you fighting these little small creatures that are extremely fast and they fly around really, um, really quickly and they're mm-hmm. always shifting around, but the room also has defenses, so you can get like a whole line Tom, of like rocket launchers up. simultaneously firing you until you complete the room, and you have to constantly dodge, jump, yeah. elevate. You're in a mech suit, and it's, you know SPS. It gets really difficult, and it gets, at, at times, honestly, you get overwhelmed. Yeah, makes the game fun, so, but it gets a little. Well, rage that makes quitty. the game fun. It, no, because I like a challenge, but it, it's rage quitty, bro. I almost slapped my controller on the floor like twice. Okay, oh, which right. is a problem. Please sell me more in this game. <laughs> yeah, your so, experience is sounding more like mine now. At this point, yes, uh, okay. especially when I don't have the level of access to guns. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of guns no, and weapons the, they the, gave you at that access point. Access level does nothing. This dude, this dude gave me like 150 different barrels. He's like, okay, go nuts. I'm like, I, I don't know what. Okay, can I start with a knife? How's that? 
You know, and he over my shoulder the whole time, like, go ahead and play. I'm like, I've never seen this game before in my life. What do you mean, go ahead and play? I wanted to, I wanted to backhand him myself. I, I, and the I, thing is, I can understand your frustration. But it's like you're overwhelmed with stuff, and you just want to get in the game and play. Yeah. And it's like, okay, make your giant gun and go to town. I'm like, I don't know what any of these do, so I don't know what... Yeah. Um, benefits me, and that, and that, the but, the, but that, that screams, screams to the level of replayability, though, Pat. It's, at the end of the day, you just want to replay it because you want to just come up with the cockamamiest ideas for guns well, and yeah, the most it? America gun you can make, and 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 decrease whatever you want to call it. Well, will it, the, will it cater to uh, the type of uh, uh, shooter that if you're a sniper versus if you're more of like an up close and personal uh, small? Um, no, because there's no aiming function. If so if you're into sniping and uh, precise accuracy, there's no aim function. Okay, see that to me seems like a design a flaw a about, about a game that's centered around guns, different agreed. types of guns. Yeah, uh, agreed. Which, mm-hmm. but uh, again, it's not that type of FPS shooter. It's just kind of like a roguelike state. Everything's coming at you. You I don't have time nothing. to aim. It makes sense why they didn't aim the aim function. Even I though hear, I'm so used to using the aim function in the FPS that it's ridiculous. You know, it, it feels barren and naked for somebody who probably plays um, games that are just a little Back. bit more hokey. Because this has this this isn't like your immaculate FPS shooter like a Halo or, or Rainbow Six. This feels like a, a, a cross between like Star Fox is the narration in a in Borderlands, and I love Borderlands. <laughs> oh, Borderlands was... had a very funny story, mm-hmm. very um, um, animated. Um, you know, uh, graphic the, the, layout. Yeah, everything was cell shaded. Cell shaded, but it was mm. gorgeous. It and was the benefit of board, the, the one of the one of the greatest uh, strengths Borderlands had was the gun system. Everything exactly. was random and generated by the game, so you never knew what types of weapons you were getting. Yeah. It just had a um, like a set. Oh, correct. It had several different sets uh-huh. of uh, of set specs that anytime you came across a new weapon, it would take from those at random. So yeah. no gun was ever the same. And that was spectacular. I think that's what, at least it felt to me, May like that's what Mother Gunship, uh, well, no, well, yes, but also what, what Mother Gunship was, was reaching for and may not have achieved. It felt it, like that's what they were going for, but everything being on the hands of the player rather than the game um, was, mm-hmm. in my, from my point of view at least, uh, that was a misstep. Am I, am I right or am I right? I, just, I think you played I, more than no, I did. No, no, I, I played it longer than you did, and honestly, it just felt rushed. I, I felt like this concept was great. It was a great idea being able to customize your weapon to that level. Um, it didn't have like the level of detail that Borderland had, but it was enough where anybody could pick it up and really enjoy themselves and really spend some time uh, using their head and using their creativity. Um, it just felt super rushed. The load times were erroneous. At this point, I mean, I, I have an Xbox X. So my process is All really right, go ahead, go ahead. Just do brand yeah, rich. That, I'm just, rich. I'm not just saying. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, I'm not free, with you, so Xbox like, One people. I have the next model up. Pat, we're from I the hood, brother. Still, no, so. I don't, I don't <laughs> um, long story short, man, it, it, you know, it just, the low, the low, even on my X, the load times were still longer than it needed. Okay. Mm. So I, I, I got a question. Yeah, Johnny, uh, for a game like this, uh, my biggest problem uh, when I play these types of games is that they, they tune the RNG and sort of the the player progression, mm-hmm. they dial it down or they slow it down so much in order to give these types of games extra padding, yeah. so that the player isn't beating what should uh, normally be beaten within a, a few hours. They're sort of dialing up the difficulty and making it sort of so item dependent or weapon dependent or player progression dependent uh, that it t- ends up taking the player, you know, uh, 50 hours or more just to beat the entire game and, and get it, through the thing. That speaks to level two because the mechanics were very rough to play with too, and that added to that layer. 
because for me, um, the jump mechanic was broken as hell. Like, I, you know, well, jumps I in played every enough. kind of FPS. Nah, 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 it's nah. always screwed up. Uh, but this one, it, it felt like playing Black Ops Three, where you had the hover and you and you held down and you would just glide. I don't know if because I know you don't play too many FPS. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know what you're talking about. Uh, the only one that ever did it right, I think, was well, I think it was Unreal. Uh, the Unreal first Tournament, one where you, yeah. yeah, where you had yeah. the um, where you had the uh, the uh, you could, you could air straight. Unreal, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. In in high school, we set yeah. up in the machines in the library. You, come on, but um, you had the air strafe where it's like you could have a little air Headphones jet, and you, yeah. when you jump, you could push to either side. Yeah. You know, um, shift over. It doesn't have that type of mechanic, but it's just straightforward jump. So you have to really uh, it, time your jumps. There's a you know I mean? But other than that, all right. So, the game, the game just felt too, too undercooked. Thumbs up. Oh, it's a great purchase. Thumbs up regardless. I mean, it's not expensive. You're probably right. going to spend no more than 30, 40, uh, 35 bucks max mm -hmm. on the market. And or if you find, happen to find it um, um, outside of the market, I think it's just on the live market. But um, if you can find it at, at a. Um, at a, a game store, a physical copy, probably 30, 30 bucks max. Right. It's a great value for a great game, and it's just a little grindy because you want to, you know, get the full experience of it. But until then, still worth the money, and I give it a thumbs up. It was entertaining. I'm still going to play when I go home. Well, thumbs up. So. That's actually, I'm surprised, man. Sounds I'll good. give it a thumbs up, too, just conceptually, because I, I, I could tell that in the situation that I played, I didn't have fun. I had the cat <laughs> over my shoulder. They're throwing all types of barrels at me, all types Crabs. of ammo at me, and yep. I couldn't really make heads or tails of this brand new game I really wanted to get into. I was excited about it, yeah. and then I think the whole it's thing fell now. flat because they hit me with too much at once. Wow. But if this was a game that I got into with a bunch of uh, of uh, well, if I got into a good multiplayer with a bunch of cats that were at the same level, yeah, I think you'd really get into some 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 yeah. solid uh, some solid matchups. Um, I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up too. Yeah, same man. Thumbs up, man. Who saw that coming? All right, so the game is Mother Gunship. It's available on uh, on Steam, on Xbox. Um, it's, I think it pretty much covers the spectrum. Uh, and definitely, definitely choose your preferred uh, your preferred platform because I'm I, I'm a, I'm a console player. When I played me it too. on PC, ruined me. I can't do PC. Yeah. Embarrassed, shafted. All right, no Vaseline. <laughs> Just uncomfortable silence. Just want to add that Just it's also available awkward, on meeting PS4. her dad for the PS4, first time. Yeah. Okay, that was the, the experience I had with this game. Yeah. All right, it was just man. Anyways, I think I think I version. You'll like it. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? Maybe we'll be kind of mad at you right now. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So that was Mother Gunship. It's available right now. Um, we actually do recommend playing it, despite my um, mm -hmm. despite my uh, uh, awkward experiences with it. It's a uh, twenty-five dollars on Steam, PS4, and Xbox. Nice, not oh, bad. Good price. You go. Can All you right, make a so. bayonet in the game? That's what I want. I want a game that's like pre-Civil War, realistic first-person shooter, where you have it's to like, like every FPS that comes out combat. every year. Yeah, yeah. they I'm had those. They had they had that though. It was a um, it's like uh, every it, it was like something 18, 1832. It was an old game. Uh, when I say old, uh, from maybe two thousand eight. You remember this? <gasps> Ancient. No, I don't remember eighteen thirty-two. Uh, it was a game set in like colonial times. It was an FPS, but you played like you know you were fighting like redcoats. It wasn't Revolutionary War, but you were fighting like soldiers with uh, with uh, muskets and mm -hmm. bayonets and all that. I it love existed, that. And it, it was terrible. I, I think I'm it can. Sorry. I think it can be done if it has a right story. Mm -hmm. Because I think that any game where you have to like strategize about like okay i have to reload this gun this person once they get within a foot of me can murder me without like missing like things like that are things i think of if i'm gonna kill someone so that's just the kind of murderer i am i know i, I, I can well, get behind back that in the day when you had to reload where you had to like spit the uh <laughs> you know mm -hmm. well okay fire so, pin well, out call it, world war two does that though yeah. When you run out of bullets, you have that one last chance bayonet stab, and it's, and it's very graphic Singular. too when it does happen. Yeah. As it should be. 
One of my favorite old games. <laughs> Digga, this, is, this is how old this game is. Go. I got it in the bundle with Grim Fandango. Oh, that is old. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that, that's pre-2000, how, man. No, no, no. That was like 2001. But still, this was old, old, old. But it was a game. A year off. <laughs> it was a it's game like two set. Years off. It was a game set in um in the nineteen in the twenties, and you play a detective. It was an FPS, but you're supposed to solve mysteries as well. Mm. You're a detective, mm-hmm. and your weapons are you. You got a six shooter. You've got a um a, a single like a shot off shotgun. It's like single use, and everything else was set up just like a standard FPS. Except you're not in like futuristic so and so. You don't have uh, uh, grenades yeah. and stuff. You have a single Molotov cocktail you can make, and then you find liquor at different uh, mm. areas in this uh, in this game. Speakies. And you can make another. Yeah, you know, you can make another Molotov which, cocktail. Which are fuel for? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And when the game gets really bleak, you can drink it. <laughs> nah, if only. Um, no, no. What I'm what I'm getting at is they have made those uh, those period FPS games. Uh, they have existed. And they're not always great. Um, yeah. The one that comes to mind is uh, No One Lives Forever. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a good great game. because reality wasn't it wasn't that great. Yeah, but I was, that was also capitalizing on like the Austin Powers. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, oh, that, oh, that was a great game. Yeah. No One Lives Forever. I played the hell out of that online. It was good back then. Uh, have you have you gone back and played it? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't believe nostalgia exists. <laughs> that's pretty old though, bro. It does. We're just you can't go home again, man. We're, yeah, we're too <laughs> we're, we're just too far beyond it now. Speak for yourselves. All right, Daphne, living in the past. All right, speaking of living in the past, Daphne Dumore here to talk to us about totally awesome gag me with a spoon. Um, you sound we're, so we're, enthusiastic. We're, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm struggling to remember the title. I want to say, I want to say, I want to say when he says gag me with a spoon. I want to say, where's the beef? Too bad, um, Frankie says relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I can add more. Like it's, right. we still have a few days. I can add mm. more to the title. Dude, That's fine. Please do the original Lego maniac, Daphne Dumore. <laughs> Daphne, thank you for joining us. It is beyond my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, dude, we're happy to have you. Never, never been on the show before. No? I'm, I'm trying not to be offended. Um, Why? I don't know why you're trying not to be. I think you just should be offended. Oh, damn. Wow. All right. Well, I've lost all credibility here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm offended by myself, so I don't know if I can carry on. My name is Black Adam. (laughs) All right. So the the black stands for bleak. Mm. All right. So I like that. That's my. (laughs) Bleak Adam. Yeah, that's the future of me, by the way. All right. So (laughs) tell our listeners who might not be familiar with Daffy Dumore and their work, tell us about you. So, um, I am a burlesque performer in Boston. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been performing now going on, this is my third year of performing. Um, I'm not part of a troupe. I'm an individual performer. So I usually, yeah, let's go with that. More of like, um, like rhinestoning crazy glue and trying not to get high on the train as you're (laughs) making your way to gigs. (laughs) Um, that's more what's the glamorous sure, the glamorous yeah. life of burlesque mm-hmm. um i pretty much my style is very much about empowerment and also being able to make fun of myself and be vulnerable um i got into burlesque after seeing um a lot of sassafras and jane doe who are gorgeous bigger women performing mm-hmm. and i had gotten out of a bad relationship and i was feeling down about myself and i saw these like big beautiful women and one of like uh, sassafras like had a vibrator in her hand she's like i'm gonna f- <laughs> have sex with myself and i was like oh. yes yes this is what yes. i want to, i want to be a part of this Damn, I, I feel, i'm guessing this was a family show yes of course yeah okay, yeah. yeah there's a daycare center nice. <laughs> um and after seeing that i was like i want people to feel that so i very much i have no problem making fun of myself i have no problem being vulnerable more than anything i want people to feel good about themselves when i perform all right 
I've seen some of your shows too. You mm-hmm. tend to do a lot of material that um it, it some of it's like deeply emotional. Yes. Uh, but it all comes from I'm guessing uh like places from um your own like experience. Definitely. So last night for the United Colors of Burlesque, mm-hmm. um, I performed a piece to uh, Todrick Hall's type. Um, which is a song just about it's one of the lines is like um it's well a lot the whole song's about how you're always choosing someone who you know is bad for you that you know is not going to treat you right in the way you deserve um and i definitely have been in that i went through a period of time where i purposely in hindsight at the time i didn't think so but in hindsight i realized i purposely got in relationships where i knew i wasn't going to be treated the way i deserved sure because that's what i thought i deserved at the time Mm -hmm. and so that's the stuff you only learn in hindsight oh yeah definitely in the moment you do not realize that's universal as well you Mm -hmm. know i mean that's i think why you're it connects with people yeah and that's what i hope because it's something that i kind of hope that if i put myself out there I'm only putting myself out there for maybe three minutes, but mm-hmm. if I can affect even one person's life by just right. like burying myself for three minutes, it's worth it. Yeah, it's I mean, powerful. I would only be able to put myself out there as well with the self-deprecating humor as which you do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like that self-consciousness that that comes with performing and everything like that. You got to kind of poke fun at yourself oh, like definitely. that to enjoy it, and, and, yeah. and that's how I I feel. So it's just it is empowering. Yes, definitely. Well, me, I'm entirely super. Duper cereal. <laughs> Super cereal. Which anybody who's listened to the show obviously knows. Super cereal. Yeah, but you're seizing the moment, though. You know, it's mm-hmm. more than ever they're addressing issues. Oh, like that, definitely. Personal issues. And so, oh. what is you're your first moment, experience so. on stage like with with that? Uh, so, wow, you're taking me back. Mm. My. <laughs> oh God, I freaking love Wayne's World. Um, so I, so the thing is, from where I started off and where I am now is very drastic. Two huh. years of performing, you really you learn more about yourself. Like I, like almost finished with graduate school. And I got like a full time job. I'm still. I've been in this state for going on six years now. Um, so when I started off, I planned on being just like geeky. Mm-hmm. And so I have an act I'm actually reprising uh, next month oh, um, called uh, Nerd Rage, which is all about because I am a pencil and paper gamer. Mm-hmm. And I just love this idea that everyone, for some reason, thinks that like pencil and paper games are like nothing but like teenage boys, like in their basement. Right. And like the game, some of the games I played, there's just like a bunch of girls in corsets <laughs> like, <laughs> talking about things they wanted to do to boys. There is a stigma around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, though, ironically. When I was a teenage boy in my basement playing these games, I would have liked nothing better than to stumble across some women in corsets enjoying the same. <laughs> you say self. that, but or being confused as one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think you would be beautiful in a corset, in all honesty. Oh no, sh- sh- no shame in this. <laughs> no, none. Work, work, work went in this thing. You would think that's true. So, my undergrad, I was in the gamers club, mm-hmm. and I had just started getting into steel corsetry. So I, there's a few of Wait, my. So you said steel cors- corsetry. Corsetry, okay. Yeah, so steel boned corsets, mm-hmm. and I got my first one, and I was so excited. And there's a gonna be a game like in the same dorm uh, on the first floor. I went down there, and there was like three guys and like two of my female friends, and like the guys just stared and then just turned away. Yeah, I don't know. I missed that course <laughs> when I was in college. I and I was just like, I'm... guys, look at my corset, and they're just like, it's great, <laughs> just looking away at the ceiling. Right. And I'm like, and the thing is though, that's when I realized like, oh, teasing nerdy boys is fun. Is fun, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Fun. Planted the seed a little bit. Your sure. face is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> oh, where, where where was this? Because I just know you rolled up on some bros, <laughs> and 
man. It's like, it's like, hey, hey, what's your name? It's like, my, I'm up here. I know. And that's when you beat them with a tit. There you go. Yeah. Yes. People learn to shut up real quick when they realize that these are not just for show. They are weapons. These are weapons, weapons of choice. Yes. All right. They are so where does the empowerment like yeah, come from? Because most people, like, you know, you're putting yourself out there. You're Most people think that's a vulnerable position. Definitely. And some acts can be vulnerable. Right. For me, the empowerment is in the fact that I am designing everything myself. Right. I am deciding what I'm going to wear. I'm deciding what moves I'm going to do. And you're choosing to be out there. Yes, I am way. choosing it. This is not something anyone's forcing me to do. Burlesque is all about consent. Correct. So I am choosing where I'm going to perform who I'm performing with, if I'm going to allow audience members to touch me or not. Mm. Like, this is all under my power. Right. I've even had it, like, I've seen performers have acts where they really, like, they mime getting naked, too, which right. is amazing. I never thought mime burlesque would be wonderful <laughs> until I saw it in action. I'm just hearing it for the first time, and it sounds hilarious. <laughs> right, right. But the thing is, it's very empowering because... I don't fit like the normal American standards of beauty. I'm not skinny. I don't have like long flowing hair. This that I have on my head, mm -hmm. I'm wearing a wig for those who are listening, is like tw was 25 bucks. It was on sale. Mm -hmm. That's why it's on my head because <laughs> I don't have money. <laughs> um, and I got to just, I'm able to in that moment for however long the song is, I'm able to project whoever I want to be despite who right. society will say I am when I leave the doors. Yeah. In that moment, people have come to see me. They've come to see Daphne. They've come to see whatever I bring, and they are receptive and willing. Whereas when I leave out the door, I don't have that experience. Not everyone's receptive or willing to like have conversations with me or talk about like gender norms and relationships, things like that. But in that moment, within a three minute piece, I can make people really question like their psychology and their like relationship struggles. You have their attention. Yep. And it's ra very rare where you actually have people's attention. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, so then tell us about these shows All right. um, that you're putting on. So, Totally Awesome, Gag Me With A Spoon, 80s Burlesque Show, which is going to be this Saturday, July 28th, at Midway Cafe. Uh, <laughs> I need to see the address. All right, Midway yes. Cafe. It's at 3496 Washington Street in Jamaica Plains. Um, you can buy tickets online at www.midwaycafe, M-I-D-W-A-Y-C-A-F-E.com, um, or you can pay at the door. So this show... I actually am kind of dedicating to my mom um, because I was that kid growing up. My mom was in elementary, was the after school music teacher. So I grew up with all kinds of music. There would be Whitney Houston on like one song and then it'd be Ozzy Osbourne next. Yeah, nice. Then like Frank Sinatra, <laughs> like just everything. That's a full education. Yes. <laughs> Very much yeah. so. And the 80s though was the one like period of time of music that like me and my mom agreed on everything. You know, that's really weird because I think that's, from my experience, the most uh, judged period of music. Oh, definitely. Where it's like, you yeah, know, the 80s sucked. And it's like, yeah, Michael Jackson, Prince, the Pixies, they all sucked, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? They were just awful bands, you know what I mean? Which are all 80s groups. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like. Uh, well, uh, he's kidding, y'all. I, <laughs> I am <laughs> kidding, <laughs> of course. That's what I'm saying. Sarcastically, like, yes. The people that say the 80s are awful, like mm -hmm. those are people in the 80s. Yes. Or are born and bred in the 80s. So if you say the 80s sucked, like just shut your mouth. The yeah, thing is, every time comment, period the sucks. Common, the common consensus about the 80s was this, was that one point in American history where the world, like the US was changing and there was like that one point you can pinpoint it and track it. Oh, definitely. And the music, trash, everything. Of course. Yeah. I mean, don't with, get me wrong. With every time period, time there's something. Every time period. There's Absolutely. always something. So, but the 80s was super formative. It I'm definitely. glad you picked it because I love the 80s. Yeah. I, 80s also too is something that even if you're a millennial, like there's some fondness yeah, with it. Exactly. And the thing is, one thing that I think people forget about 
being in the present, we can pick and choose what we want to remember of the past. We have that privilege to be able to like say this 10 years time span. I'm only going to focus on like these two things and just we're going to ignore everything else that happens. So at my 80s show, um, all of the acts are either two 80s songs or an 80s style. Mm. Um, It's just kind of a celebration because right now I don't care about your political beliefs in any way, shape or form. I think you have every right to believe whatever you want to believe. But it's very hard to say that we're not troubled right now. It's very hard to say that we're unified or feel comfortable in every single way in the country and so i'm the kind of person i'm like for one day if i can i want to make people feel good i want them to at least pretend that's part of the reason i love pencil paper games because like no matter what's going on outside once you're in your space and you're like a vampire (laughs) you can do whatever you want and so for this night i want people to have high hair i want their blush like up to their like Mm -hmm. skull i want like pencil thin mustaches Mm -hmm. shoulder pads galore i want some if someone just if no one's wearing a frankie says relax shirt i'm going to like murder someone i need someone to wear a frankie says relax um i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you what yo d you and me will roll in there in uh, in uh, in in some Chicago Bears uniforms. Bears, bears, don't bears, don't bears, don't bears, don't bears. Is there an '80s act or '80s band that really defines that period? Oh my! So actually, the song that I've been going through my head, like, there's two songs in particular. So one is very much reminiscent of my mom. Is um, how um, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Great song. Thank you, P. I want to feel the heat. Somebody. Oh my god, your falsetto is terrifying. Yes. It is actually. <laughs> He'll do that all night, by the way. That's fine. No, I, accept I, I love that song, and I've worked on this for a long time. <laughs> Maybe that's why she picked it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I was in on it. It's fine. Mm. But, like, I just love that song because there's very few people I've met. Like, I have a lot of metalhead friends, mm-hmm. I have a lot of, like, folk song friends. That is one of the few songs where I've yet to meet anyone who's like, I completely hate this right. song. I never Nobody want to hear this song ever. Every now and that then. song. Uh, I have a disco playlist, and that's in that playlist. Oh, I have been If I was to define the '80s in music, it would probably be like the Thompson Twins or something like that. Oh, wow! Calls me now or something like that would like really come on. You know what I mean? Anything like those uh, high school teen movies would come on like that, and they would have that song on. Uh, We had a different experience, yo, D. If I threw out out Busy B, you got my back. Bro, you know, listed down, and I'll be like, check, check, right, check, right. check. My man, Kumo D. Check. Kumo I've got a long history of L-O-Q-J. me backing up Kumo D check. on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it was the one I threw off for the longest time. It's like, the dude who suffered the greatest injustice. Yeah. I just, <laughs> historically, the greatest injustice. The first victim of. Prospectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. L.O. Yeah. And then, like, a couple months a couple months ago, like, this year, I saw a, um, one of those unsung documentaries on TV One. Oh, God. On Cool Mo D. And found out, no, this dude had a solid career outside of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. L.O. Cool J didn't do nothing to him. That was, just like, that was just like a Thursday for oh, him. Wow. And then he went to this TV show. But he was just such a hole himself <laughs> that, that every, every, everything awesome. he did was like, he was like, he was like Puffy without the talent to back him up. Yeah, yeah, you know, and when I when That's I say that, thing. I mean I mean like all all like you know attitude and ego. Okay, let's say none, like none of like talent? the big none of like the big daddy, you know, uh, <laughs> not the big none of like the uh, the, uh, the 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 biggie or um, Jermaine Dupree or the uh, yeah mm. or, or the uh, the Faith Evans. Oh to, yeah, to, that you know, was a to, good you know, time for Faith Evans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that was cool. Mo D. Yeah, with shades, mm. <laughs> with, shade, with, shade, with shades, with shades, with shades. 
We're very oh, sorry. Different. That, that was a deep tangent. That I apologize. Was wonderful. That was awesome. Man. I appreciated that. All and right, you see, cool. but are. you're showing exactly what I love about the 80s. Yeah, because because wild, wild even, West. like, I am luckily, it was born towards the end because they wanted to bring in a new era with this coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're trying to say you next year's model? Oh no, God, no! Right. Oh, I don't even know if I'm last year's model. I'm just a model. I don't know what's going on. Um, no, that but... was another '80s reference. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, I, I just said I, I, the last year of the '80s. Is, like I was born shortly after the Berlin Wall fall down because they were like, "Nope, she's coming. We gotta tear everything down." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "And actually, do I've been to Germany too?" So I, I just picture like, you like uh, in Austin Powers when they're showing the videos of like what he's missed. He's like, "I never knew Liberace was gay." <laughs> <laughs> The chicks digged him. I didn't see that coming, baby. <laughs> I always love that <laughs> hindsight. I'm like, how did you not? See it is that? so good, yeah. But the thing is, anytime we talk about the '80s, and mostly with music or fashion, it's hard not to feel bonded with people, even if you weren't around the whole '80s. Like the thing is, people forget that people. A lot of people know '80s songs nowadays. Right. A lot of modern singers are cutting music from the '80s. Well, I think the past is really just <clears throat> exists in our mind as a source of embarrassment for most people. Definitely. You know but, what I mean? Because like everybody who moves on, mm -hmm. with no matter what it is, it's just like what you were doing fashion wise, how you were thinking, mm -hmm. how you treated people, everything like that, you've hopefully developed or you've moved on either way. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's always a source of like, ah, God, that's how I was. Then. The thing you know is I mean? so the one thing I want with the 80s show is that we are embracing the cringe. Right. Like if you like, we want everyone to cringe and then just be happy with it. Like, sure, yeah. and the masochism of the cringe is right. pretty much what we want because I think I, the style is so cringeworthy. It is and it's so, so cringeworthy. Right. Thank you. Man, there we go. The, the fun, y'all. I got kangles at home. I still mm. wear on a regular basis. It shapes. It's That's weird right. colors. Yep. It's a combination of all of it. it your your is, shoulder pads should be up to your ears. Yes. Your hair should be touching the ceiling. What you know yes. about some Z Cavaricci? Mm. I know nothing about Z <laughs> yeah, that's, those, that's those jeans that you had to like strap at the ankle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Gotta but love that's the a 80s, thing. Man. Like it also too, there's so many thrift stores too. So part of the reason I wanted this show to be something that everyone can access. The tickets are only $10. It is a tipping show, so feel free to bring some singles. Mm -hmm. um, but it's in Midway Cafe is a very accessible place in Jamaica Plains. Mm -hmm. It's right off Green Street on the Orange Line. Mm -hmm. um, and the 80s is also very accessible. It's hard to go to a thrift store and not find something from the 80s, in all honesty. I think it's all 80s, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's like mostly 80s. Yeah. So it's something that you can easily find something. Also, too, this for me, it's been a great way to connect with my mom. Um, because she is still in the 80s in a lot of ways and I remember we were like going through her closet and like she's been to Prince concerts and like she had like the shirt with like that was tied and had like ribbons at the bottom I was like what what is this and she's like oh that's why I wore the Prince concert I'm like what wait she saw Prince yes nice. yeah and I was just like, she's like, this is the concert I lost my press on nails. And I'm like, and my virginity. She remembers <laughs> it vividly. Oh, no, she lost at a different concert. Oh, <laughs> okay, some stories I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> could mom, do that to my mom. mom she's probably that was a poison concert, and I don't want to relive it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry, mom. So where you. is this uh, the show you got? You this show is at Midway Cafe. Uh, was it 43? Midway Cafe is at 3. 3496 Washington Street in Jamaica Plains. Um, it's a, there's also going to be a costume contest. I have three oh, fabulous prizes that I'm going to announce for the first time on your right, show. So if I go, uh, so if me and Adam roll up in there, yes. I'm in uh, the, um, I'm in the uh, red and black striped uh, Michael Jackson Thriller oh, suit. Oh, God, yes. And he's in the black and red striped 
um, knockoff thriller suit from Beverly Hills Cop. Ooh. <laughs> we roll in there together. Can we get like a tandem one-two combo? Yes. That has yes. to be. Yeah. Yes, All right. that's fine. So the way the concert's going to work. We'll have, go and have Johnny there laughing like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's three prizes. Third place, is, and this is the first time it's going to be announced. I haven't even announced it on Facebook yet. So, uh, okay. oh, yes, exclusive you guys get exclusive. Nice. So, third place, I have a music songbook of all the chart toppers from the '80s with lyrics and guitar chords, mm. so that you can not only learn the words, you can learn to play the song. So that's third mm. place prize. Second place, I have a nostalgia candy box from the '80s. So it's all candies that were created in the '80s, which a lot of them are actually from still the around. 80s, so you die. <laughs> well, that's for the millennials. We all, all right, want to die on the inside. Right, right. Um, wait, wait. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you give us one? What? A, a, candy? Can, a candy? Possibly. Well, I also no, got I, a 60s I mean, box, too, no, for I mean, my mom. I mean, like, so like I can get you. Now. You're like a, oh, I know like, uh, Zap is in the box. Zap. I never had Zap. Yeah. So you, exactly. if you come in and you win second place, all right. you can get some Zaps. Shoot for second, Pat. First place. Oh, whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit. First place is two free tickets to Psych Show, which is happening the following night in Harvard Square. Nice segue. Go ahead. Yes. So Psych, A Lived Journey, um, is a burlesque storytelling and circus show that's going to be held at Oberon on 2 Hour Street in Cambridge, Mass. It's going to be July 29th. You can get tickets at Oberon.com. Um, there's also a Facebook event for both these shows, so feel free to look on Facebook. Um, this show... As opposed to the 80s show the night previous, this one's a very serious topic. Um, a lot of people, for some reason, assume people in the mental health field or artists in the burlesque scene don't really have mental health issues. And I'm just like, that's that's right. a, that's really, really opposite. Um, I've studied psychology for years. I'm in the mental health field. I have my own diagnoses. And one thing I've noticed being in the field and now joining the burlesque community is that there's been a separation. Like we'll talk about stuff behind stage, but a lot of people in the audience like think we're happy-go-lucky and like everything's fine. Well, that's the image that people like naturally uh, uh, like project on. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the image has existed for years, and people like like if they're performing or they're in the spotlight, like why are they unhappy? Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing something they want to do. They're doing something that makes them happy. It's like why are they unhappy? Like why is that a thing? You know what yep. I mean? When we see people like. Like say Anthony Bourdain oh, or anybody yeah. famous like that, like uh, do Only these things. You know what I mean? It's like or like Philip Seymour Hoffman, whose mm -hmm. birthday's today, like kill themselves with like drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and things like that. It's like, why are they unhappy? It's like this exists. Mm -hmm. This is a real thing. Very much. So. This is like a, 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 this inflicts every single walk of life. Definitely. And so this is only being really brought to light in, in the last few years because we've seen this stuff. But it's 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 a serious thing. Yeah, it very much absolutely. is. And the th way I'm doing the show is pretty much we're going to go through the history of psychology in some ways. So we're going to start off with past diagnoses that are no longer valid, like hysteria which is one of my favorites, um, and Drapetomania. Does anyone want to give a guess to Drapetomania? Drapetomania. Drapetomania. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess a fear of upholstery. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Anyone? Any other guesses? Nah, I'm, uh, I don't know. <laughs> fear of leaky faucets. Fear of answering wrong and would rather you answer, I think, <laughs> is uh, how I'm going to go. So, Drapetomania, um, which is actually going to be performed by the wonderful Jolie Lovie, 
who was the producer of the United Colors of Burlesque show last night. Um, it was a diagnosis given by a medical doctor um, during slavery times to slaves who wanted freedom. Wow. They were seen at he was mentally ill? Yes. He oh, believed the, the heck kind of He believed that they were mentally ill because why would anyone want to escape having a roof over their head, work and food? Yeah, who wow. wants like the kind of the phrenology that existed then too? It's yeah. just like look at slaves' brains between like a white man's brain. Yeah. Like look at their heads are shaped different like that. It's just like that's and it's I don't know, something must be mentally so completely wrong with them. Their false. Makes. Yeah, yeah. They I also, mean, they also science, sold snake oil. Science existed <laughs> like that, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And it's been debunked so many times. 100%. But the thing is, I'm the kind of person, especially being in the psychology field, that I refuse to forget the horrible things we've done in the past because I feel like the one moment, the day we forget that is the day we'll repeat it. Right. And yeah. so I'm starting off like it's good. And honestly, it's going to be sad. I am going to buy extra tissues for everyone um, because we're going to start off with like the past and like the different diagnoses that you were given for being female, for being black. Like, and I really wanted someone to do homosexuality, but no one did homosexual because it was a disorder until the eighties. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty much anything abnormal mm -hmm. was treated as a mental disorder, and those people either got experimented on or mistreated in a very severe way, probably more worse than inmates at a prison of some sort. Mm -hmm. It's it's horrendous. Like, yeah, and there's countries now where homosexuality is illegal. Yep. Like, we're currently getting an influx of Russian um, immigrants because it's illegal to be gay in Russia. So that's the thing that people are forgetting is that even though some of these what we consider psychological disorders in the past are no longer happening here in america but there's plenty of places that are still holding on to these beliefs that we actually in a lot of ways forced on them right. like we told them that this is how it is but they we didn't give them the memo oh we don't believe that anymore right and so we're covering that we're covering ocd um and alcohol addiction is also going to be covered. Um, so the way I'm doing, because I'm emceeing both shows, but the psych show, I really want people to learn and I want people to feel. So this is this is not a tipping show, but this is definitely a show where you like you need to get your tickets and <laughs> you definitely should have a drink or two um, because there's going to be a lot of feelings. And it's really one because all of the performers either have the diagnosis that they're performing or at the time period the diagnosis was around would have been given that diagnosis. Right. So a lot of these performers, I am extremely, extremely honored that this cast has agreed and made acts for this because they're putting a lot of themselves out into this show. Sure. They are showing people like this is something I live with. Yeah. And it's both empowering because there's so many mis there's so much misinformation about depression, anxiety. And so they're able to show people like this is my life. This is how it is for me. Right. But at the same time, when you tell someone something like that, other people can see it as a flaw or treat you differently. And that's something I really want to show is that these same performers, you were hooting, hollering because like they were doing splits and like they were jumping through hoops like two nights ago are also the same people who deal with anxiety, who deal with self-esteem right. issues, yeah. who deal with bipolar. Like they're the same people. And just because you know this new information does not mean you should treat them any less. Right. And, and honestly, it reminds me, uh, Claude Landsman uh, passed away a few years ago and uh, not a few months ago. And he directed Shoah, which is one of the greatest documentaries of all time. And that's about like the, you know, 
the annihilation of all the Jewish people and everything like that. So he is like, there's not going to be enough people around soon enough to tell the story. Agreed, yep. It's just like, we need to tell it now. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. And so you need to tell these stories. Definitely. That's that's the message. So. so where can folks go to hear you tell these stories? So they can go to www.oberon.com um, or the Repertoire Theater um, website. There's actually both. It depends what you're looking for. That one's a longer one. The yes. American Repertory Theater. Yes. Dot com. Yes. Um, to find tickets. Um, there's also a discount code. The code is mind and body. M I N D A N D B O D Y. Um, for five dollars off all tickets. Nice. Um, so do not worry. Like, because some of the tickets I know are like thirty five dollars off. Bring it down. Um, really, more than anything, we want people in the seats. We want people to hear these stories, to see the hard work that these performers have put in, that they're trusting people, honestly, with a side of themselves that many of them have never shown anyone before. And so definitely look us up. You can find us on Facebook. Also, feel free to look for me, Daphne Dumore. Um, Feel free to message me if you have any questions about either show. I have no problem talking to people about it. All right. Awesome. All right. So the shows are uh, January 28th. Yep. And 29th. Yes. Back to back. Yep. Because you are a crazy person. I'm a masochist. Let's Mm -hmm. just be honest. All right. Well, sleep is for the week. Okay. Let's just yeah. 100%. And, yeah. and for high school students because it doesn't happen after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the shows are right here in Boston, Mass, at yep. Midway Cafe in JP, and at Oberon Club in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, check those out. Want to thank Daphne Dumore for joining us. It's been my pleasure. Oh, it's been mm-hmm. an honor having you. Yeah. All right, and guess what, y'all? We are out of time. Yep. So uh, we'll have to get to the purge. And um, uh, uh, Father of the Year, uh, we'll get to those next week. Also, uh, we still have to touch on uh, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker. Thank you. I, I, I still can't remember the daggone name. It's just it's it's been like what weeks. It's so uh, catchy so we'll of a name, by the way. Catchy. <laughs> <laughs> it rolls off the tongue so easily. All right. All right. So we'll catch up on those next week. But until then, I want to thank Daphne Dumo for joining us been wonderful thank you so much for having me oh, thank you mm-hmm. hope you'll join us again yes uh, yes definitely yes i'm a geek yes oh awesome all right you heard it here it's been documented yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> all right i want to thank rick olive he had to uh duck out a little early all is he right. gone uh, uh yeah he, he, he had to take off uh, a little bit so we'll thank him posthumously mm-hmm. i'm kidding he's not dead he's not dead he's fine yeah, he's right. fine are you sure you can't really say that for sure mm, i've got we've got a, we've got a, we got a, i've got the shit you're like avatars and you're touching oh that's nice don't do that yeah, no, I, I stop. It, stop. Okay, all right. Want to thank just Johnny? You want to thank Black Adam Willis? Yes, sir. My man. Want to thank Hand Turkey Tom? <laughs> and want to thank you, lovely listeners, for joining for joining us here. You can uh, well, hopefully, listening on wmfradio.com. But if you weren't, you can also watch us at twitch.tv/slash thegeekdown. And if you have anything you heard on tonight's show, you want to chime in on, you got any questions, comments, etc., hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, if you just go to geek-down.com, you can go to the website, you can subscribe to all the social media, find links to everywhere. We all over the sucker, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes. You cannot get rid of us. And you'll find us right here, same bat time, same bat channel next week. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.